The Productive Woman, Episode 19. Hello and welcome to this episode of The Productive Woman. My name is Laura McClellan and this is a podcast dedicated to productivity for busy women. My goal is to help you find the tools and encouragement you need to manage your time, life, stress, and stuff so you can accomplish the things you care about most and make a life that matters. Thank you for joining me. I'm happy to have you here and um, looking forward to this episode. We're going to be talking about getting organized to put a holiday meal on the table without going crazy. And I will also share my tip of the week, which is a reminder to get your on-call consultants ready for the holiday meal prep. And my tool of the week, which is an app and a website that could help you organize your busy family. So we'll start with the tip of the week, and and it's this. Gather your expert consultants when it's time to prepare a big meal. And you can do that by assembling and keeping handy a list of hotlines or websites where you can find recipes and help with those last-minute questions about your holiday preparations. Things like, how long does it take to thaw a 30-pound turkey or, you know, that, that sort of thing. Uh, there are resources for all of those. I've got you started with um, the Butterball hotline and website information and several others, and those will be listed at the end of the show notes. You'll find those by going to theproductivewoman.com slash 19 and scroll down kind of to the end and you'll see that whole list of those resources. And I think you'll find some helpful information in there. Uh, And then my tool of the week is an app and a web-based organizer for busy families called Cozy.com. That's spelled C-O-Z-I.com. It basically lets you keep track of family members' schedules and and varying activities, create and share lists and to-dos and all those sorts of things you might need to do with uh, multiple family members going different directions. Um, This isn't something I I should say that I have used because I'm at a stage in my life where my kids are grown and gone, but um, if I had a bunch of family members to be monitoring and keeping track of, I would totally be looking into this, and I just thought it looked really interesting. Um, It's a free service available um, online, and then there are apps for the iPhone or iPad, Android, Kindle Fire, and Windows tablets. So um, worth checking into. And as I'm recording this in early November of 2014, the website is saying that if you sign up for this free service by December 1 of 2014, you'll get a what they call a Black Friday goodie bag that it says is full of savings for your holiday gift list. So check that out. Again, there'll be a link in the show notes at theproductivewoman.com slash 19. So I hope that's helpful. Let me know if you try it out and, and what you think of it. So now let's get into this, to, to the, the topic of the week, where as I'm recording this, we are entering into the holiday season, and, and although with, with Thanksgiving coming up in a couple weeks and then the other holidays that follow, and although, you know, holidays are a fun time, there's parties and decorating and gifts and lots of family time, and, and all the, those things are great, but all these great things also when added to already busy schedules can really push the stress limit or stress level over the limit. So I thought it would be a good time to give some thought to some steps we can take, some things we can do to try and reduce that stress level by getting more organized and um, doing a little bit of advanced planning. So here are, are some suggestions that I've come up with. Um, for getting that big holiday meal on the table while remaining 
relatively sane. Um, and the first step, as always, it starts with, with uh, internally, you know, and that's deciding right now that you're, you're going to control the one thing that you can control in this whole process of the holiday season, and that's your own attitude. Even if there are troublesome family members coming or you're hosting a meal you don't want to be hosting or you're just way too busy, still, you can control your attitude and still make it a fun, joyful experience. And that really is up to us. And I'm, I'm talking to myself here. I mean, historically, my day job is as a, as a real estate attorney. And historically, the year end, you know, November and December is just crazy busy for us and our clients. And it would be really easy to get, you know, just overly stressed out and, and not enjoy the holidays at all. And so a lot of these tips that I'm going to be talking about, I'm talking straight to me. Um, and so there were a number of, of tips that I found uh, in an article called Six Strategies to Take Control of Your Attitude and Stay Positive by a writer named Joe Wilner. And I'll have a link in the show notes for this. And these are the things, the six things that he suggests in, in trying to maintain a good attitude. That, and this applies all the time, certainly, but, but definitely during this holiday season. Number one, remember that your attitude is up to you. You can decide. We can decide how, how we're going to look at things. Number two, he says, remember that your thoughts are your reality. What you think about is is the reality you're cre creating. And in the article, he quotes a life coach named Michael Neal as saying, we don't feel our environment, we feel our thinking. And Wilner goes on to say, if you want to control your attitude, you must be aware of how you are thinking about your situation. If you focus on the negative, things are going to suck. And you know, I know that's true. And it's something, and I've said this before, it's something I really have to work hard to turn my mind toward the positive when things are getting crazy. So remember that controlling your thoughts controls your experience. Number three, and we've talked about this before, he says gratitude is the key. You can't be cranky and stressed out if you are maintaining an attitude, a purposeful attitude of gratitude. So when you are feeling that stress, and maybe now before you're feeling it, take, take a minute and make a list of five to 10 things you're grateful for and keep that handy to consult when, when you're starting to, you know, all getting the better of you. His fourth tip is to avoid negative news and basically to the extent you can, negative people. Don't, if you can choose, don't surround yourself with people who see the dark side and who, or who create the dark side those, you know, people that create drama. Now, I know, you know, this, at this time of year, we don't get to choose our family members and there may be somebody in the family that, you know, can, can bring a cloud with them wherever they go, but you just got to love them anyway. And go back to, you know, number one here, your attitude is up to you, regardless of what they do or what they say, but to the extent you can avoid that negativity. His fifth tip, in this article is look for the lesson when things are getting crazy or difficult remember there's always something to be learned and and ask yourself take that step back and 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 look at the situation and ask yourself what can you take away from that situation to make yourself a better person and finally he says keep your eye on the prize he um, wilmer says in the article learn to focus on the long-term results that you want instead of short-term emotions so again, this is our first step to um, 
organizing for a low, lower stress holiday meal is to decide to control our attitude because that may be the only thing about the whole experience that we can control. The second step in this process of getting organized is to decide what kind of event you're, you're planning and who's going to be attending. Is this going to be a fancy formal sit-down meal or a casual gathering, which you know can still be very nice. Um, my family tends to be on the casual side, and you know we don't dress up for, even for holiday meals most of the time, and um, and and that helps make it a little bit less stressful for me anyway. And honestly, I have to say one of the best Thanksgiving memories my family has from past years is the time we skipped the big holiday meal altogether and we went to a place called um, Studio Movie Grill, which if you live in North Texas, maybe there are other places where they have a similar kind of thing. But it's a movie theater, but instead of rows of seats, it's rows of tables where you can sit and actually order dinner. Um, you know, there are waiters running around and they'll bring you your food while you're watching the movie and you can sit there and eat your dinner. Everybody got to order whatever they wanted and um, they, they still talk about this many years later. So, you know, think about what, what you're trying to accomplish with this holiday meal. But assuming you're going to stay home, and for a lot of this, we're assuming you're staying home, you're hosting some kind of gathering uh, and responsible for putting the meal on the table. So decide what kind of, what the, what the feel of it is going to be. And then who's going to be attending? Is it family? Is it just your immediate family, extended family? Are they all local? Are they coming long distance? How many children are going to be involved? Are people bringing dates? That sort of thing. Are you inviting friends? And again, kids, adults, dates, who, who else coming? Um, consider inviting somebody who has nowhere to go. Um, one of the best things we ever did um, for holidays a couple of years ago when Mike was in, my husband Mike was in grad school, is we invited some of his classmates and ended up with some just fascinating conversations about the traditions and politics of their countries because these were international students. One of them brought his wife and his, his son. Um, one of them was from Korea and another is from uh, Iran. And it, it really turned out to be a very, very neat experience for all of us. So consider that if there's someone in your life or in your church or you know, that you see that has no family nearby, consider opening your home to them and inviting them to be part of it. So you're controlling your attitude. You've decided kind of what type of, of dinner event or meal event you're going to have and who's going to be there. Next, you got to decide what you're going to serve. And, um, you know, that may, you may feel like, well, that goes without saying we have the same thing every year. I'm, I'm sort of thinking as I'm talking about as I was putting this together, I'm thinking about Thanksgiving because that's what's coming up here in a couple of weeks. But And we always have turkey and we always have certain other things. But decide ahead of time what you're going to serve. Uh, certainly check for allergies and food sensitivities among your guests because that may have an impact on the menu. But the idea is to list every single dish you're going to serve from pre-dinner snacks to the main dish to the sides and desserts and after-dinner snacks, um, beverages, condiments, everything that's going to be on the table or in a serving bowl somewhere. Get that written down and, and look at it and think about, you know, what it's going to look like on the table. Think about colors and textures and blends of tastes and family favorites. If you have guests coming, check with them and see if there's something that's um, important to them 
from their family tradition. One year when our oldest daughter was away at school, uh, her she came home for, I think it was Thanksgiving, and brought a couple of, of her schoolmates who were the older children of some old family friends who lived far, far away, so they couldn't go home. And I called their mom and found out, is there something you always serve at holiday meals? And she told me what it was, and it was something really simple to make. And so we served that um, to kind of make it more welcoming to these kids that were coming and didn't get to be with their own family. And actually, it's become one of our family favorites, and we, we often serve at holiday meals now, too. But anyway, write everything down, either pen and paper, you know, uh, type it up on, in, a, in a Word document. Or for fun, you if you're techie, you could consider the holiday menu planner from organizedhome.com. Now, this is a Christmas planning pa- page, but the same concepts apply for any holiday meal, and there's some neat printables that you can put there. I'll have a link for that in the show notes, again, at theproductivewoman.com slash 19. Okay, so you're deciding what you're going to serve. Remember, uh, this is kind of a component of that. Use only tried and true recipes, things that you've made before. Remember, we're talking about trying to make a low-stress holiday meal. And unless you just love cooking and, and you know it doesn't stress you, trying to put something on the table that you've never cooked before is not going to be conducive to low stress. So if there's something you really, really want to serve that's new, at least do a test drive the week or so before to make sure you know any goofy things that might happen or how long it takes and that kind of thing. Um, But otherwise, stick with stuff that you've made before that you know how to do. Also, know your limits. Um, Maybe there are things you just can't do. I cannot make gravy to save my life, so I buy it. We've found a a version of gravy that comes in jars that we all like the taste of. So that's what I serve, and it it's simple. It you know it certainly makes it quick because I just dump it into a a bowl and heat it up in the microwave, and it's everybody loves it, and it's all good. Uh, consider buying some things pre-made. Again, we we have found a, a a certain brand of frozen dinner rolls that we all like. They come in a bag already pre-made, and everything. All we have to do is just pull them out of the bag, still frozen, put them on a cookie sheet after the turkey comes out and bake them while the turkey's resting and being carved. And, uh, you know, by the time we sit down, the rolls are done and they're, they're good. So once you've decided what you're fixing, then plan your grocery list. Make sure you check your supplies of staples like flour, sugar, seasonings, things like that. Also check while you're, you know, kind of doing your inventory, make sure you've got enough paper towels, aluminum foil, plastic wrap. I ran out of foil one year. This was not a good thing. Um, Toilet paper, dish soap or dishwasher liquid, all the things you're going to need, you know, on the assumption that the day of, you, you might not be able to get anything if the stores are closed that day because even Walmart closes on some holidays. So, uh, you know, make sure you've got enough of all the things that you're going to need. And so you're making your list. You're the week or so before you're going to start using up and uh, the leftovers and things in your refrigerator and your freezer to make room for the stuff you have to buy. Um, and uh, so that, you, you know, things that need to be kept chilled, there's a space for them, etc. At the same time, check your table linens, your candles. Um, think about centerpiece ideas. Are there any things that you're going to need to 
buy or borrow? Do you have enough plates and silverware and those sorts of things for the number of people that are coming? Think ahead so that you're not at the last minute scrambling. Chairs, um, any of those sorts of things, plan ahead. And when it comes to the food, consider asking your guests to contribute to the meal. Maybe they can bring a side or a dessert, or if it's a single person coming, a beverage or a pre-dinner munchie or something like that. That takes some of the load from you, and it gives them the satisfaction of contributing to the meal for everybody. Uh, say Similarly, this is kind of a side thing, uh, it, it, put somebody else in charge of the entertainment for the day or the table setting or the centerpiece. Again, you know, you could do it all, but A, you're going to be stressed out. Uh, you know, it could end up being more than you, you have time for if, if, like me, you've got other commitments and obligations. And really, is, is this about a fun experience for the people who are going to be there, or is it about you showing how fabulous and self-sufficient you are? You know, that, nobody can decide but you how much you can take on, but, but consider letting other people contribute to the joy of the day by taking on responsibility for some little component of it. So you've made your, you've planned your menu, you've written that all down, you've planned your grocery list. Now shop ahead of time. Don't wait till the last minute. As early as you can, um, buy those things on your list so you can avoid the crowds or avoid having to run from one store to the next trying to find an ingredient that you need that's sold out. Um, so get those things, you know, you've cleaned out and made space in your refrigerator and your freezer, and you can bring this stuff home and you've got it ready to go. Uh, instead of having to do it last minute. Now, also ahead of time, think about what time you're going to eat. And I think every family does this a little bit differently. There are lots of factors to consider. You know, if you have sports fans, look at what time the big game starts because you don't want people, you know, wanting to stare at the TV when, when you've got your great meal there. Um, think about where your guests are coming from. If they're coming from a distance and driving in that day, you don't necessarily want to force them to have to leave at the crack of dawn to get there to eat early. Plus, the earlier you eat, the earlier the turkey, if that's what you're serving or, you know, any big item like that has to go into the oven. And so, you know, just how early do you want to have to get up that morning? Think about that when you're deciding on a mealtime. On the other hand, the later you eat, the later you're still going to be in the kitchen cleaning up afterwards. So there's a balance to be had there. Um, for us, we, we have to think about an elderly family member who goes to bed pretty early. So we plan, plan accordingly. You know, if you've got small children that maybe you're going to need a nap, plan around that. Once you've decided on the mealtime, then the next step is to plan a timeline based on that mealtime. And you're basically going to count backwards from when you want to sit down to eat. And I start with the big item. And again, I'm talking, I'm thinking in terms of Thanksgiving and we always have a turkey. So if, uh, depending on what time you want to eat, um, think about the, the amount of time it has to cook, the amount of time you need to prep before it starts to cook. Uh, certainly you have to allow plenty of sufficient time for the turkey to thaw, all those things. So for instance, if you want to eat at two in the afternoon, what time does the turkey have to come out of the oven to allow time for it to rest um, before it's carved and then be carved and, and you know, put, put on the table? Based on the size of it then, how long does it have to cook? So what time does it need to go into the oven? You know, and just kind of count back from that time you want to eat. 
And you follow that same process for each dish you're cooking. What time does it have to go into the oven or start cooking in order to be ready to serve at the time you plan to eat? And then back from that, what time do you need to start the prep on that dish in order to put it into the oven or onto the stove or wherever at, at the time it needs to start cooking? Once you've done that for each dish, then you kind of make this little timeline and you have to, you then adjust things uh, as needed to kind of stagger those items so you're working on prep for one dish while another one is cooking. Um, you also have to think about what has to be started when and where it's being cooking or where it's going to be cooked. And do you have enough burners or enough oven space for all of that? Because if several dishes have to be in the oven at the same time, but at different temperatures and you only have one oven, you might have a problem. So you have to think about alternatives such as steaming vegetables instead of a baked vegetable casserole or using a crock pot or a microwave. Um, one way for creating this timeline, uh, I, th I thought this looked kind of cool and I might give this a try, is check out the this, this thing called the Thanksgiving Calculator, how to organize and cook holiday dinner for a crowd using spreadsheets. So if you're into spreadsheets, this is um, at instructables.com. I'll put a link in the show notes, but it looks like you just plug in the items and the cook time and prep time and it creates a timeline for you. But either way, once you've done this, write that timeline out and post it somewhere in the kitchen where you can refer to it throughout the day, setting timers to remind you not to forget uh, to put things in. I also um, print recipes for anything that I need a recipe for uh, and tape them to the cupboard doors where they're right there in front of me, and but out of my, you know, off the counter. Or in, in the past couple of years, I've put them on my uh, on my tablet so I can have that sitting where I can see it. I use an app called Yummy Soup, and I'll have a link for that in the show notes as well. Um, and that's where I store my recipes and I can pull them and my cooking timeline up on my iPad and have it right there in handy for me. Uh, another, the next tip, and we're actually on about number 12. I haven't been counting very well, but um, cook ahead of time if you can. Do as much of the prep work ahead of time, the day or two before the holiday as you can. Maybe bake the pies. Maybe if you're serving a veggie and dip tray, make the dip ahead of time. Uh, clean and, and chop vegetables. If you're making a jello salad, make that the day before. If you're, if you're going to, you know, make stuffing using the, the innards of the turkey, the giblets, 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 um, cook those ahead of time so they can cool and you can chop them up, uh, put in the, in the stuffing. Do as much of that, uh, you know, the day or two ahead of time as you can so that you're not, you know, frantically trying to do everything on the day of. Next step, uh, or the next tip, I guess, is to prepare the house ahead of time. Uh, you know, get things cleaned up and ready to go. Uh, if your budget will permit, consider, especially if you're busy with work, consider hiring a cleaning service to clean the house thoroughly the week of the event, or, or maybe even just to do the bathrooms and the floors, you know, kind of the big stuff. But definitely call them well ahead of time to book them because uh, other people may be having the same ideas and you may not be able to get uh, the folks that you want uh, for that week of the holiday if they're already booked up. You'll be able to enjoy the day even more if uh, knowing that your home's at your best without having to kill yourself to get it that way. And it really, it can be surprisingly affordable if you plan ahead, you know, and save, save some money. Obviously, you know your budget. 
um, if the house will be full or if, uh, if, and or if there are children coming and your house isn't currently childproofed, consider removing fragile or precious items that you would be upset to see broken. You don't want to be kind of feeling all day like you have to hover around your guests to protect um, precious antiques or, you know, knickknacks that are, are important to you that are breakable. So maybe just remove them from the room put them away for the day so you don't have to worry about it. Think about that. Um, Also think about ahead of time, where are you going to put guests' coats and boots and things like that? Have a place for those. Are there any young ones coming that might need a nap? Do you need to borrow a high chair or a crib if you don't already have those things at home? Think again ahead of time so that you've got that ready to go. All right, so now you've got the food in the house. You've done what prep you can ahead of time. You've got your timeline ready and, you know, posted on the refrigerator or wherever you're going to keep it. Now, you're, you know, it's coming into the last minute. Get set up the night before to make things ready for you. Consider setting the table if you can, if it's in a place where you can, where it's not going to be a problem. Or at least get the tablecloth and placemats, napkins, serving pieces, trivets, those sorts of things out and ready to go. There are some really um, good tips for a beautiful table in an article called Easy Organizing Your Thanksgiving Table Settings on goodhousekeeping.com. And I will, again, there'll be a a link in the show notes at theproductivewoman.com slash 19. Uh, So do that ahead of time, do it the night before if you can. Definitely set out the roasting pan or, you know, those sorts of things the night before so that in the morning you just need to, you know, stuff the bird if you're doing that, stick it in the oven and you're ready to go. Definitely the night before, run the dishwasher, leave, uh, leave the sink empty and the counters clear, empty the trash so you've got a, a workspace that's ready for the big day. Then get an early start the morning of, depending on when you need to put the main course into the oven or get things started. Just basically that day you've, you've done the prep, just, you just need to work the plan. So consult your written timeline as you go along to make sure you stay on track. Definitely prepare for some easy cleanup by as soon as you go in there, fill the sink with hot soapy water and just you know, put used dishes and utensils and so on in there as you go. Even if you're going to ultimately uh, put them in the dishwasher, at least they, they'll clean better if, they've, if you've tossed them in the sink and um, they're not, you know, don't have food drying on them. Um, spray whatever dishes with nonstick spray, um, you know, all those sorts of things. Sweep a few minutes before you sit down to eat, refresh that hot soapy water in the sink, put the last of your cooking dishes in there to soak, Empty the trash so it's ready for after, after you eat. Wipe the counter so you have a clear working space after the meal. Um, and there are some other great suggestions in an article I found called Big Meal Doesn't Have to Equal Big Mess. Um, that's on a, a website called whatscookingamerica.com. Again, link in the show notes. Check that out. Some really cool ideas in there. While you're preparing, consider... Um, playing music that either energizes you or relaxes you, depending on what you need while you cook. I have a, a playlist on my iPad or my iPhone, and I play it through my Jambox Bluetooth speaker, which sits over in a corner of the kitchen. And, you know, it just kind of makes, makes me feel a little more festive and uh, makes the, the cooking time 
enjoyable for me. Try, if you can, to allow enough time for a break before the guests arrive, especially if you're an introvert and, um, you know, you need that downtime. If possible, uh, allow enough time to go for a walk if the weather allows or just sit quietly for a few minutes with a cup of tea before everybody kind of descends upon you. And then do a last-minute walkthrough of the house. Make sure the guest bath has toilet paper, hand soap, clean towels, you know, no surprises in the toilet. And, you know, okay, yes, I've raised three boys, so I I do check. Um, And finally, don't forget to enjoy the day. This is really the last tip of of the list. I I know there are lots of other things, but this kind of circles back to the first thing of controlling your attitude. At the, at the end of it all, enjoy the day. Even when things don't go according to plan, just take a breath and roll with it. Uh, again, we're remembering that we control our attitude. And honestly, our, our mood will set the tone for everybody else's in the house. We can make it a great experience for everybody, even if things don't go the way we thought they would. So that's a list of some suggestions that I hope will be helpful. I mean, the bottom line is no matter how much we love the holidays, big holiday meals can be stressful for all sorts of reasons. But a little bit of pre-planning and thinking ahead can help make the day fun and joyful for you and everybody else who's part of it. So what do you think? Are you planning any big holiday events in the next few weeks? Do you have any secrets for putting a fabulous holiday feast on the table without losing your mind? I would love it if you'd share your thoughts with me and, and others by going to theproductivewoman.com slash 19 and scroll down to the comments section. I, I would love to hear your thoughts, your suggestions, whatever you might contribute to, because um, I'm always looking for ways to make those holiday meals a little less stressful. Um, before we wrap up, a couple of quick announcements. As always, I do uh, want to invite your uh, suggestions for the show. I always want to be sure I'm covering productivity-related topics that are useful and interesting to you. So if there's something that um, you'd like me to talk about or a guest, uh, a productive woman you think I should invite as a guest, do let me know. You can email your questions or your suggestions to me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com. Or leave a voice message. It's very simple to do by going to theproductivewoman.com and there's a button kind of very prominently labeled there that you just click on it and you can record a little short uh, question, comment, suggestion, whatever. Be sure to tell me who you are. Hi, I'm Irene from Iowa. And, uh, and I would love to hear your thoughts that way. I wanted to let you know that, speaking of holidays, the Productive Woman podcast will take Thanksgiving week off. So I I figure you have plenty of other things to do besides listen to podcast episodes during that holiday week. But if you have some time and you're, you know, you can always use that, that week to catch up on past episodes that you haven't heard or listen to some other ones. And I will be back the following week with another new episode. So definitely uh, hope to hear you then. Um, The Productive Woman is a proud member of the Noodle Mix Network, which is a network of podcasts on a variety of topics. So uh, among other things, if you've enjoyed previous episodes of The Productive Woman, where we talked about goal setting and living our priorities, 
I think you would love episodes 29 and 56 of Beyond the To-Do List, which is one of the Noodle Mixed podcasts uh, uh, hosted by Eric Fisher. And in those two episodes, Eric's guest is Crystal Payne, who's known as the Money Saving Mom at moneysavingmom.com. I just re-listened to those episodes recently and got a lot of inspiration and ideas. I'm going to put links in the show notes for, again, it's episodes 29 and 56 of um, Beyond the To-Do List. So check those out and find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. And that is about it for this episode of The Productive Woman. Thank you so much for spending this time with me. I hope you found it useful. If you're enjoying the podcast and haven't already subscribed, remember you can subscribe to The Productive Woman in iTunes or in Stitcher. Links to both are in the show notes at theproductivewoman.com. Look for episode 19 or just click on the iTunes or Stitcher icon at the top of the page to get this to take you straight to the subscription location. Um, And that will mean that you get every episode right away when it's released. Also, if you think the podcast is worthwhile, I would really appreciate it if you would consider posting a a rating or a review and or a review of The Productive Woman on iTunes. It just takes a minute or two, and it really helps a lot with keeping the podcast visible so women who haven't heard of it before can discover it. Uh, So I appreciate that, um, those sorts of um, that contribution. And finally, as always, remember, we're on Facebook. So uh, look for The Productive Woman on Facebook, like the page. And when you're there, leave a post to introduce yourself. I, I want to get to know you. I look forward to hearing from you. And I look forward to talking with you again soon in the next episode. So until next time, remember, extend grace to each other and to yourself and go make your life matter.